When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The In This League Podcast Network. The In This League College Fantasy Football Podcast. Burrow's got time. Launching for the end zone. Jumbo. Touchdown. Terrence. The longest-running CFF podcast in the industry with hosts Scott Bogman and Nick Allen. Your title starts here. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the In This League College Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports. I am joined, as always, by Nicholas Ian Allen, the owner and proprietor of CFP Winning Edge. Follow him on the Twitter, at CFB Winning Edge. And Nick, it was a weird Saturday. I woke up to see that Florida State and Clemson was canceled. And then there was another game that got pushed back a couple hours because somebody's girlfriend had COVID or something. It was uh, was a weird morning. I kind of woke up in a fog anyway. But, uh, I mean, it was was weird to to start, but it got really good. The games were awesome today. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel the same way. First thing I saw when I woke up was the Florida State and Clemson news and really a weird way to to wake up to the day. And then, uh, as you mentioned, the Temple, East Carolina, where apparently a player was symptomatic on the field leading up to the game and they didn't do anything until, you know, right before kickoff decided he needed to go get tested. And then, yeah, <laughs> a couple hours later or an hour later, I guess, it, uh, they, they kicked it off. So really really strange and Temple was already down a dozen you know yeah. a dozen or more players through injuries and other COVID uh issues they were uh really really shorthanded but yeah I, I absolutely agree a lot of the games ended up being really a lot of fun and and uh, we've been fortunate the last couple of weeks uh unfortunate of course with all the the cancellations but the games that we've gotten to see for the most part We've had a lot of really, really fun games. And, and right before we sat down to record, uh, Michigan survived uh, yeah, against Rutgers. Rutgers in triple overtime. And and uh, that wasn't the, you know, probably wasn't even the best game of the day. There were a lot of uh, really close ones and, and a lot of fun, a lot of fun matchups. Yeah, I mean, it started on Thursday night with uh, Tulsa and Tulane going into two overtimes and Tulsa having a pick six to win yeah. it. Which also not not only was it uh, uh, an amazing play and a great game, but uh, you at CFP Winning Edge, Nick, you had it at uh, uh, Tulane plus six and a half, and the over was fifty three and a half. 
So you got both those hooks, right? I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Tulsa won by six, and then that touchdown made it a 54-point total. So uh, that was pretty insane. You pointed that out to me. So that one will uh, start out our week as fun. And then, you know, the early games, unfortunately, Temple got massacred 28-3 to by East Carolina because they had half their team missing, of course. But LSU and Arkansas was 27-24. Coastal Carolina and App State was much closer than the final of 34-23. Texas State beat Arkansas State 47-45. Army over Georgia Southern 28-27. Uh, Ohio State and Indiana um, played to a, a touchdown win for Ohio State. Um, a lot of close fun games. UTSA 23-20, uh, Oregon and UCLA. And UCLA had COVID issues too uh, a couple hours before kickoff, I guess. I didn't even see it. And then I turned on that game and I saw, I was like, who is this guy starting for UCLA and where is DTR? And uh, he missed the game because of COVID tracing. And uh, the Ducks win. 38-35 in that one. Oregon State was close. Cincinnati UCF, 36-33. Cincinnati wins with some controversy at the end there. Uh, Nevada beat San Diego State 26-21. I mean, these games, you know, everything outside of Iowa State pounding Kansas State and then Alabama, you know, beating Kentucky by literally 60. Uh, most of these games were insanely fun. You said the overtime, NC State Liberty was close. South Carolina Missouri was close. Even Georgia in Mississippi State was close. So a lot of uh, close, fun games this Saturday. What what would you uh, what would you say the highlights were? I mean, there there really were probably too many to even narrow down. Texas right. State and Arkansas State was a lot of fun. Uh, there were you know the the you mentioned the Tulsa game uh, midweek. And I mentioned in our group chat, you and I and Xavier have that uh, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, which <laughs> that game, you know, certainly had no business hitting the over. But sometimes, you know, things like that happen. A similar thing happened with UCF and Cincinnati. Cincinnati had first and goal a uh, chance to, to go up, you know, more than more than one score uh, and, and ended up uh, kind of mismanaging the clock with 50 seconds left and uh, then ended up fumbling a play, giving UCF one last gasp with a, a second left. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're able to hit that one. But then uh, on the other end of it, why I don't really sweat it too much when we get lucky every once in a while, we were on uh, App State plus five and a half. And then, you know, they had the ball, a chance to go down and, and uh, win the game at the end, but threw a pick six on Lucky. Yeah. So uh, things like that definitely happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Liberty-NC State, you know, undefeated team uh, in the conversation among, you know, those great G5 teams uh, like BYU, like uh, Coastal Carolina, Liberty, uh, had opportunities to win that game and came up just short. Army and Georgia Southern was a lot of fun. One one point separated the two. Uh, Minnesota uh, Purdue, I didn't even mention. Oh, geez, and and uh, referees had a rough week, and, and that was that was brutal, brutal for uh, Purdue there at the end. But you know, uh, there are too many even to mention. We really were treated to a a great week, and even some of the games that looked like you know uh, Ohio State looked like they were going to run away with that game up 28 to seven at halftime and Indiana just fought and clawed and had a chance, you know, to, to uh, 
potentially make a play to tie it up there late in the fourth quarter and uh, came up short, but, you know, really exciting all the way to the end. And, and overall, most of the games were, were that way. Absolutely. You know, Alabama by 60. Sure. We knew that one was over pretty quick, but uh, for the most part, uh, games kept our interest all the way through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was a uh, funny and the action was super high scoring as well. So uh, just a, a really uh, great week of some college football. Now, we do have some injury news, unfortunately, to report. Now we're going into championship week. This is our last Saturday show because, you know, there's no point in having a, yeah, an instant reaction show because, uh, you know, the season, the CFF season will be over at the end of Saturday night next week. But we will have our Tuesday show, of course, still, uh, to go over starts and sits for you guys to win your championships, hopefully. But uh, quarterback news here. OK, State quarterback Spencer Sanders left with an undisclosed injury, came back. I thought it was a concussion, but uh, he came back in the game late. So maybe he'll be OK. We'll see. Uh, Kansas State quarterback Will Howard was replaced by Nick Ast uh, after an injury. And then Penn State, start, um, uh, they started Will Levies, but went to Clifford after he struggled. So Penn State still uh, up in the air with their starting quarterback. Georgia's Southern quarterback, Shai Wirtz. I uh, left with an undisclosed injury. I told you DTR uh, didn't play because of contact tracing. This was interesting. Southern Miss quarterback Jack Abram uh, Abraham entered the transfer portal, so he's gone. So it looks like it's going to be Watley for the rest of the season for them. Uh, Tulsa quarterback Zach Smith left. They were on their third string, I think, at the end of the game there. Uh, Toledo quarterback Eli Peters had a, a lower body injury, and Cam Rising, uh, who got the start, um, for Utah left early in that game after taking a hit and uh, Jake Bentley got in there. So lots of uh, banged up quarterbacks and a lot of moving pieces there still. Yeah, absolutely. And Spencer Sanders, yeah, came back uh, toward the very end of the game and, and uh, came, you know, uh, was, was there at the end, but uh, heard some mention when he was on the sideline, they took his helmet away apparently for a little bit, but he was, you know, trying to, to rattle off, all sorts of facts uh, to say that, you know, he was fine. He, you know, not a concussion, <laughs> all that. So apparently he passed whatever test. He just wasn't very effective early on. Yeah. And, and Oklahoma State uh, struggled and, and you know, uh, Chuba Hubbard, not 100%, having an ankle that he's uh, trying to work through. Tylen Wallace looked okay today, but was banked up coming in, has, has been in and out. So uh, unfortunately, Oklahoma State, you know, looked like a, a Big 12 title contender for the first month plus of the season, but uh, just, you know, injuries and, and ineffectiveness also uh, really just sort of uh, doomed their chances. But yeah, I mean, you know, Penn state just can't really get it going. Uh, quarterback wise, Sean Clifford, when he came in, gave them a little bit of a spark, but uh, ended up throwing a, you know, having a couple of turnovers and, and uh, Penn state still looking for win number one. And, and yeah, you know, shy five for the first time in team history ever. That's, that's crazy. I, I, I of, of, all the unforeseen things in this college yeah. football season that is up there among the, the, the biggest surprises to me. I thought yeah. Penn state was a playoff contender, honestly, Michigan, and, Michigan better send them an edible arrangement. You know, <laughs> I mean, really, they would be, they would be the worst team in the big 10 if it weren't for Penn state right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. That 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 is a shocker to me. Uh, Shy Wirtz, you know, option quarterback, just gets banged up every yeah. week. It seems like uh, every single week he, he spends a series in the the injury tent, and hopefully he'll be able to come back, uh, you know, and, and uh, be back next week. But just t- takes a beating, always always does. Army, you know, as as uh, who they played this week started uh, Tyre Taylor. Tyler, what? Double Tyler Tyler, yeah, whatever. Tyler Tyler, yeah. <laughs> uh, because uh, you know Anderson apparently is is again banged up and and uh, it's it's a weird season. It it seems like conditioning perhaps is uh, an issue for everybody. Injuries are an issue. Uh, the quarterback position it seems like has been you know it, it's the most obvious to us, but it seems like it's been maybe the biggest impact position for injuries this year uh but every every single week we're we're talking about these guys it's unfortunate but um you know just sort of is what it is this year it seems yeah exactly uh some running backs here uh sean tyler for western michigan and uh, auburn running back tank bigsby both banged up a hip for bigsby an ankle for tyler so if those guys are on your roster, they're probably going to be questionable, and you don't want to play questionable guys championship week. So, uh, kind of, kind of a bad beat there. And then Justin Henderson for Louisiana Tech opted out for the rest of the season to prep for the NFL draft. So, uh, you know, those are three guys you can drop from your roster uh, most likely moving into next week. Wide receivers here that were banged up. South Carolina wide receiver Shai Smith had a concussion. A Nebraska wide receiver. Uh, Wandale Robinson left with an undisclosed injury. Uh, Pitt wide receiver Jordan Addison didn't play because of COVID protocols. Uh, Racy McMath for LSU. Uh, Marcel Barbie for Texas State. And FIU wide receiver J.J. Holloman all out with undisclosed injuries. And then Pat Frermuth, the uh, standout tight end for Penn State, uh, is going to be having season-ending surgery. Still don't know on what. Um, you know, he, he missed practice all week. He took a hard shot last week and left the game. Uh, so, you know, we're assuming that is what caused this, but, uh, he has opted to have surgery and will miss the rest of the year. So some, uh, tough luck for some skill position players, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, these are, are some of our favorites. I mean, Jordan Addison has been a breakout freshman this year. Uh, hopefully he will be, you know, back in business quickly for Pitt, uh, who didn't really miss him. I mean, DJ Turner went nuts today. Um, so, you know, good for him. Wendell Robinson is a, is a personal favorite and, and got called in to carry the football uh, much more than they were hoping he would this year because Dedrick Mills didn't play. Uh, so Nebraska, you know, <laughs> I guess similar yeah. to uh, Penn State and, and Michigan, just uh, a very, very disappointing start the to Big the Ten year. has been rough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Outside of Northwestern. About, yeah, you know. <laughs> Northwestern and Ohio State. Yeah. Right, right. And Indiana's been yeah, great. Indiana's so been fun. Absolutely. The, those those teams have been good, but yeah, it's been it's been rough. It's either COVID stuff or it's uh, you know, uh poor performance out of the Big Ten for sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. So it's I mean, Jordan Addison, he should be fine. The rest of these guys, you know, kind of rough. So at least yeah. well, um, no, the ACC doesn't have those crazy because the Big Ten is the 21 days, right? 
Um, right. Yeah. Big Tim's yeah. 21 days. If, if a guy tests positive. So contact tracing is a different oh, okay. thing. Okay. Uh, so uh, I didn't hear for sure if Addison was, it was a contact tracing issue or a positive test issue. I guess we'll find out. Uh, obviously one seems to, you know, linger a little more than, than the other. It's possible if, if he actually did test positive, he might, uh, be in doubt for next week against Clemson. Uh, something to keep an eye on for sure, but uh, but yeah, no, the the ACC, if, if I'm remembering correctly, is not quite as uh, stringent as as uh, the Big Ten with the 21 days for positive. All right, well, let's go take a look at the players that performed well for you and who you might be able to add. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This week, I didn't even really bother with the uh, poor performers because you'll know who they are. You know, if you look and, and your guys are performing poorly, you know, you either got to get rid of them or you, you suck with them this far in your season. So, you know, you you should know whether to drop those guys or not. So I just went with the, the big time performers and uh, the quarterbacks to start here. It was um, the over 50 percent players that had a good game. Um, a little bit of action on here. Dustin Crum at Kent State had 48 points, 348 yards uh, through the air, three touchdowns, and also 104 yards rushing and two scores. So he was enormous. Uh, Desmond Ritter against UCF. We thought it was going to be a shootout, and it was. 338 yards, two touchdowns for him, also 57 rushing yards and two scores on the ground. Uh, Justin Fields had to go toe-to-toe with Indiana, 302 uh, with he had three picks, which uh, they said he didn't have three picks in his career up yeah. until that point. So uh, three interceptions in the game against Indiana. He took a lot of shots too. So uh, I he, he should be fine. I mean, he finished this game, but uh, he definitely got roughed up. Fifteen for seventy-eight and a score on the ground as well. Uh, Kenny Pickett had a huge one, four hundred four in two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown for him. Uh, Spencer Rattler, two hundred seventy yards, three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Uh, Coastal Carolina uh, uh, freshman Grayson McCall carved up App State 202 and ran for a touchdown with 69 yards. Tyler Shook had a huge game, 334 and three with 31 rushing yards. Holton the Aylers, because no one was healthy for Temple, had a pretty good one. He had 182 yards, two touchdowns through the air, and 70 and a score on the ground. Uh, Trask for Florida had 383 in three, so a normal day for him. Zach Wilson with another four touchdowns on only 10 completions. Uh, 10 of 16, 212 yards and four scores. Uh, Brock Purdy also uh, 20, uh, 16 of 20, 236 and three with 59 rushing yards. So uh, a lot of big-time performers here. I mean, a lot of guys that we've 
had on this list uh, for a while. No surprises, I would say. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, Dustin Crum uh, has proved he's not a one-year wonder. That was my main concern coming in uh, to the season, you know, as a, a guy that didn't even win the job until uh, after his junior year had started. And, and then all of a sudden he's the best quarterback in the MAC. I was a little bit concerned that he may not be able to carry that over, but uh, he's, you know, picked up right where he left off. The step up in competition, you know, this week with uh, the game against Buffalo. But still, I mean, he, he is the best quarterback in the MAC, and the MAC has been uh, as wide open as, you know, we, we could have hoped for. So uh, certainly a great performance for him. Desmond Ritter has been on this list week in and week out for us. Justin Fields, you know, might have might have hurt his Heisman chances a little bit with uh, Trask continuing to, to perform incredibly, incredibly well with Mac Jones having another huge game, but still, you know, arguably the best player in college football. Kenny Pickett. Uh, yeah, I mean, huge game. They they throw the ball a ton. I'm a little bit concerned next week going up against Clemson, who should be yeah. well rested. So uh, certainly something to you know keep in mind there. But uh, McCall ha- has been you know great. They're going up against Texas State next week, who gave up 45 points in a win today. So that's looking pretty good. So uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, a, a lot of these guys we talk about week in and week out, but. You know, the, the last guy on the list there, Brock Purdy. Good to see him back on this list. He had a, a rough start to the year, has had a couple of decent games, but a few, you know, pretty bad games and, and uh, some others that were just, uh, you know, not not terrible, but but nothing special. But uh, nice to see him bounce back and have a, you know, 27-point day. Not, not huge, but back to what we're used to, uh, you know, for his first, uh, first couple of years as a starter, and hopefully he'll be able to finish strong. Yeah, he'll be fine against Texas next week. Well, I, I know that, so uh, he'll be okay. But the uh, free agents that performed well here, and I'll give you who they're playing next week as well. Uh, Caleb Ellaby for Western Michigan had 382 yards, five touchdowns through the air, and a rushing touchdown, so he put up over 40 points. It was only him and Dustin Crum this week, so Mac quarterbacks, uh, big-time performances here, uh, and they are playing against Northern Illinois at home. Uh, next week, Brady McBride for Texas State, 32 of 45, 443, and five touchdowns. They're going up against Coastal Carolina. Michael Penix for Indiana against Ohio State put up 491 and five, and they're playing Maryland next week. So good matchup for him. He's 41% on. Uh, Brennan Armstrong for UVA, 383 and four and 52 rushing yards. They are at Florida State. JT Daniels for uh, Georgia. Uh, a Georgia quarterback showing up on this list is huge. Uh, 26 of 38, 401 and four. They're at South Carolina next week. Luke McCaffrey for Nebraska, 134 yards only through the air, but also ran for 122 and two scores. Uh, Jack Plummer for Purdue against Minnesota put up 367 and three with a pick. Also at 22 rushing yards. Felipe Franks for Arkansas, 339, a touchdown uh, through the air and one on the ground. Uh, Preston Hutchinson for Eastern Michigan, 244 in four scores. Uh, Davis Brin, the third-string quarterback that took over for Tulsa, 18 of 20. In the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is from the third quarter. They did have two overtimes, but a uh, huge game for him. 18 of 28, 266 and two, and a rushing touchdown. Uh, they play at Houston. And then Chase Garbers for Cal had uh, 28 of 42, 315 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, through the air for him, and they are at uh, 
versus Stanford, home versus Stanford. So uh, who do you like out of this group for championship week? So I think I, I, I've been really impressed with Caleb Ellaby at Western Michigan. He's got uh, arguably the best receiver in the Mac and Dwayne Eskridge. He's got another of my favorites in Sky Moore who uh, missed this past game with an injury, but I, I'm not sure if it's going to be a, a long-term thing. It sounded like it happened in practice. We'll, we'll just have to hear, but uh, Western Michigan has been really good. And, and if Sean Tyler uh, is you know going to be limited by an ankle injury? Maybe they'll continue to to throw it. Uh, I mean, only twenty attempts, but you know, to to Eskridge had two really long uh, touchdowns, and and other guys, uh, you know, able to to take it a long way as well. So, uh, it have been impressed with him, and I think Northern Illinois is a decent matchup. They are not the Northern Illinois of, of uh, years past, even though they had a, a decent game against Ball State last week. I, I think that uh, Western Michigan's got a pretty big talent advantage there, so I like that as a matchup. Michael Penix against Maryland, really, really like that. Maryland is, has given up a lot of points at times this year, um, and, and Indiana obviously is, is clicking on all cylinders offensively. The receivers are, are incredible. Couldn't run the ball today, but, um, you know, Penix able to, to – on a usually able to to move things uh, with his feet as well. Only three attempts today, but I imagine he'll have more opportunities next week against Maryland. JT Daniels, big big improvement over Stetson Bennett, uh, just from a, a you know arm talent standpoint. Uh, he can sling it, you know, and and, I, and you have to wonder maybe he was actually you know hurt <laughs> until. The, the last week or so, the things coming out of Athens sounded like, uh, you know, oh, maybe Daniels just isn't that good. Mathis has been out playing him <laughs> in practice. Bennett's been out playing him in practice. Well, it's pretty clear that it was all just injury related. It seems that way to me, unless JT Daniels is just the worst practice performer, doesn't actually <laughs> know the playbook or anything. And, and uh, you know, that that could be it potentially. Uh, but the the talent took over. You see you know, his arm strength is, is what made him a five-star. And, you know, we, we, we definitely saw glimpses of that. He wasn't perfect, but 400 yards, four touchdowns, a uh, great, great uh, debut as a, as a Georgia Bulldog. So uh, good to see that. South Carolina had two uh, corners opt out for the remainder of the year to enter the NFL draft. And even though they only gave up 17 points this week, that's probably a pretty good matchup. Uh, next week as well. And, and Georgia's got some really talented receivers. It's not just George Pickens anymore. So uh, that that's good to see as well. I, I, I feel like JT Daniels will be set up to have a, a strong end to the season uh, if, if he continues to win this job and, and or continues to have this job. And there's no reason based on his performance uh, today why he wouldn't. Um, as for, you know, some of the other Davis Brin, you know, probably isn't going to be this, you know, uh, he came in as a third stringer for a reason. So I wouldn't get too excited. Chase Garber's a cow good day. And Christopher Brown, the running back was out today. So that's part of probably why they uh, threw it 42 times. Maybe they'll do it again against Stanford, but I I still don't love Cal uh, offensively and, and Jack Plummer, uh, wasn't the starter. Aiden O'Connell missed this game uh, with an injury. So, you know, he certainly played really, really well and, and should have had a fourth touchdown pass, should have been yeah. closer to 400 yards. But, um, you know, you, you still wonder. He didn't win this job coming out of fall camp. Depending on the, the deal with 
uh, O'Connell. You know, it's just it's tricky to know who's going to be the guy. But whoever it is, whether it's O'Connell, whether it's Plummer, now that Rondell Moore is back and looked really, really good. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And Rutgers, you know, yeah, was in, in triple overtime, but gave up uh, 35 points in regulation to Michigan. Uh, Rutgers is, is going to be a good matchup there for whoever the Purdue quarterback is. So uh, certainly something to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't. I'm not sure if O'Connell missed because of tracing or if he tested positive. It was in uh, it was an injury. According oh, an injury. from everything okay. I heard uh, leading up into the week. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, I, I don't I don't know when it happened. Uh, it sounded like maybe it was a, a practice thing because I don't remember it happening during the game last week, unless I just I just missed it. But at least that's the way they talked about. So you remember know, back in the day when we just had to worry about injuries, that was fun, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get back to that next year. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, some big time performance for sure. Uh, running backs had some big time performers as well. Uh, Jarrett Patterson went for 301 yards and four touchdowns on the ground for Buffalo. Uh, sincere McCormick returned with authority, 32 carries, 173 and two touchdowns. Uh, Demetric Felton, who I didn't think would ever get this amount of carries uh, because he's kind of a, um, you know, he's just not a power running back. This is a guy that uh, qualifies a running back and wide receiver because he's, he was um, recruited at wideout and has moved to running back for UCLA. He had 32 or 34 carries, 167 yards and two touchdowns with no DTR in this game today for UCLA. Eric Gray for Tennessee had 22 for 173 in a score. Master Teague, 26 for 169 and two. Mo Ibrahim with his uh, bare minimum of 25 for 102 and three touchdowns. Tyler Al Algier for BYU, 141 and two. Jamar Jefferson, 196 and one on 18 carries. Brees Hall, 15 for 35 and two. Najee Harris, 13 for 83 and two. Cameron Peoples had a huge game, 27 for 178, and a score for App State. Kobe Lewis in some action, 16 for 114, and two. Brian Kobach in some more action, 24, 149, and one. Uh, Kadarius Tony, I have on here because he had a big game, but we'll talk about him in the whiteouts. And then Ramondra Stevenson for Oklahoma, 26 for 141, and three catches for 54. No scores for him, but still over 22 points because of all of those carries. So, uh, some big time performers here, and a lot of Mac, a lot of Mac <laughs> on this list as usual. Yeah, and and uh, unfortunately we won't get the Mac on you know Tuesday or Wednesday night this week. But uh, great to see Jared Patterson. You know he, he was a first rounder for for most of us coming into the year. Great to finally see him have an opportunity to perform and and continue to perform really really well. Demetric Felton is a, is a favorite of mine. Love his skill set. Love his, the way that. Uh, you know, he can catch the football only a, a couple of catches today for six yards, but adds, you know, elements uh, as a receiver. And, you know, it's just uh, uh, good to see him get 30 touches. I mean, that that's I think you're absolutely right. Unexpected. But uh, they were a little limited at, at running back today. And, and uh, he is the top guy on the depth chart anyway. So good to see him. 
uh, get that heavy workload. Eric Gray has really moved up my list of, of favorites. Really, really like what I've seen from him this year. Tennessee overall has been very disappointing, but Eric Gray has been a, a real bright spot, and they play Vanderbilt next week. So that's a good matchup for him. Uh, Master Teague, we weren't sure if he was going to be healthy this year. Uh, was really limited after a, a spring injury. We thought Trey Sermon was going to be uh, at least really eating into his, uh, you know, workload there as a, a running back. They mentioned that on the broadcast too that this dude's eight months removed from a yeah. serious Achilles injury. Obviously, it wasn't a tear because that'll right. keep you out twelve to fifteen months. But it was uh, it was a bad one that he had in the spring, and mm-hmm. he's been great this year. Yeah, he's looked really, really good, and he's the number one guy there. I mean, it's not even a uh, co-starter situation, which I thought at best it would be, uh, you know, Master T being a a co-starter, but he's the guy. And, uh, you know, prove me wrong, and he's looked really, really good recently. So great to see that. Jamar Jefferson is is one of my favorites. Good to see him. Brees Hall came in as the nation's leading rusher and, and, you know, performed incredibly well. Uh, Ramadre Stevenson took a little while to get going today. He had like 12 yards on his first 14 carries, something like that, but broke out, really wore down Oklahoma State late in the game. And, and you know, as a big, powerful back who, uh, you know, got a lot of rest early in the season when he was suspended. But, uh, it's going to be somebody that uh, Oklahoma can really lean on and, and he can lean on a defense and, and, you know, really played a big role in them being able to grind away uh, Oklahoma State tonight. So uh, absolutely good to see a lot of these guys, some familiar names, some other guys that, uh, you know, or, or uh, slight surprises. Cameron Peoples started as the third stringer uh, for Appalachian State this year, but injuries and ineffectiveness have kind of opened up the door for him, and, and he was able to capitalize today. And then absolutely, Mac running backs this year so far. Uh, we haven't seen much of them, but what we have, they've, they've <laughs> for the most part, been been really, really productive. So Kobe Lewis. I feel Kobe, like uh, – yeah. Uh, I well, I feel like uh, that that um, you know the Mac running backs thing that you just mentioned. It's uh, Brees Hall is the nation's leading rusher, and then it's like that uh, that meme that they made of Buda Baker being chased down by DK Metcalf, and then you know Jarrett Patterson's right behind him. So <laughs> Jarrett Patterson keeps putting two fifty and three hundred up every yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, even well, though I, Brees Hall play a lot more games too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though they only play six games, he might get there. It's ridiculous what Jarrett Patterson has been doing. Those MAC defenses, you know, they recruit offense first, obviously, uh, <laughs> in the MAC. But the under 50% owned guys that had huge weeks here uh, Teon Dollard for Akron, 28 rushes for 202 and four touchdowns. And they've got Miami, Ohio this week. Uh, Brad Roberts for Air Force, another 0% owned guy, 28 rushes, 177 and three. They're playing against Colorado State. Uh, Zonovan Knight, who's right on that borderline, 49%, 14 for 96 and two, also five catches for 34. Marquez Cooper for Kent State had 14 for 107, but got in the end zone three times. They play at Buffalo. Uh, Tucker Gregg for Georgia State, 18 for 79 and three touchdowns there against Georgia Southern. Uh, Chase Brown for Illinois, 26 for 110 and two, uh, one catch for 12, but Illinois playing Ohio State, not the best matchup. Uh, Dylan Johnson for Mississippi State, uh, 3% owned, 8 rushes for 19 yards, 2. Um, why is he on here? 8 rushes. Touchdowns, oh, 7 catches. 
Yeah, seven catches. Seven for 42 as well. They're playing at Ole Miss, so that is a good matchup. I thought that said two catches for some reason instead of seven. <laughs> what is happening here? Uh, Makai Sargent for Iowa, 15 for 101 and two scores. They played Nebraska. Frank Gore Jr., 13 for 70, two catches for 57 and a score on the uh, through the air at UAB. And then Vincent Davis, who you mentioned before, nine for 53 and a score, also five catches for 41, but they're playing at Clemson this week. So a couple bad matchups in here. You probably throw away Chase Brown and Vincent Davis immediately because of matchups. I think you could probably do that with Frank Gore Jr. as well at UAB. Uh, so I guess picking between Dollard, Roberts, Knight, Cooper, Greg, uh, and Sergeant, there's and Dylan Johnson against Ole Miss. Um, there's not usually the running backs are way deeper than this, but you know, we are also missing a bunch of games this week, so uh, there's a limited guys that scored a minimum of what I put on here is 20 points. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a bit of an odd list, honestly. It's it's uh, you know, Tion Dollard uh, was incredibly impressive. Yeah. Um, last week and, and, Akron you know, hung he had a, for a while too, they did, they did. Yeah. And, and, uh, they've taken a big step forward offensively. They've taken a big step forward specifically at the running game. They were one of the, the worst rushing offenses in history and, and basically in modern history last year. And, and, uh, for him to be able to, you know, do that, come in as a Juco guy and, and really kind of uh, spark that offense has been impressive. So I think he's the, you know, if you if you can't get Zonovan Knight because he's basically 50% owned and going up against Syracuse next week, uh, then I think Tion Dollard's kind of your go-to guy. Miami has been uh, limited by injury. A lot of their playmakers on offense for sure. Uh, but I know that they've, you know, they've had issues across the board and, and uh, Dollard, you know, has, has performed. This wasn't his first uh, big game. It, it was certainly his biggest game, but he looked pretty good the previous week as well. Brad Roberts wasn't even listed on the Air Force roster, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> and uh, Air they, Force for you. Yeah, and, and that that part of it's Air Force. Part of it is they've been they've been just the running back position has has uh, suffered a ton of injuries. They uh, they're they're big time guys. Rimsburg and Jackson were both out for the last two games, um, and Brad Roberts comes in performs really really well. So somebody you certainly have to you know take a look at. Air Force running backs can be a little bit tricky. Uh, because, you know, a triple option. If, if the quarterback keeps it uh, against one of, you know, just the way a defense uh, plays the triple option can sometimes dictate who is the main ball carrier. Does the does the fullback uh, get a heavy workload on the dive? Does the quarterback keep it? Or, or you know, were they able to, to uh, get it out and pitch it more often than not? And so it's tricky sometimes to rely on that guy, but Robert's 28 carries. That's a, a pretty good indicator there. Uh, Cooper at, at Kent State, very interesting. True freshman guy comes in. They're splitting carries quite a bit. It's, it's kind of a three-man rotation but Cooper has been the best guy the last couple of weeks so you have to wonder if he's going to be the guy moving forward he's certainly somebody to know for dynasty leagues for uh you know you start start paying attention to these late season games and and jotting down some names uh to take a longer look at in the offseason or for early 2021 uh rankings he's somebody to, to take note of 
Georgia State, Destin Coates didn't play in this game. I, I don't, I hadn't heard why that that I I haven't followed up, but uh, I know Tucker Gregg has been eating into his workload even when he was available. He's been on this list a couple times. He yeah. has, yeah. And, and uh, Jameis Williams, who was a corner at South Carolina, and I believe an all SEC. Uh, a freshman player as a, as a defensive back ends up transferring to Georgia state becomes a running back. He got some, uh, you know, a lot of carries in this game as well. So I'm a little concerned that Georgia state splits carries Illinois chase Brown. Mike Epstein is basically a co-starter, even though Brown got 26 carries Epstein went for almost hundred yards as well has gone over hundred yards before and Dylan Johnson. Yeah. He got a, a lot of work here, but marks as well. The other freshman there, uh, had, you know, four carries, six catches. They're in a rotation. He just got, you know, uh, closer to the goal line. So, and McKee Sarge, McKay Sargent's not the starter there. So, I mean, this list is, is very interesting, but there are few, if any, surefire guys. And that really, to my, you know, if you can't get Knight, Dollard is the next best option. And then from there, it's a, it's a pretty big drop-off because every everybody else on the list has a blemish of some sort, right, uh, whether right. it's just, you know, maybe a guy comes back from injury, was ahead of him on the depth chart. Maybe there's, uh, you know, guys he's already splitting time with and just happened to be a blowout game, uh, whatever. There's, there's uh, the, the pickings are slim, at least as far as the, you know, big time performers this week, as far as my ability to, to really trust that they'll be able to carry it over into next week to championship week. Yeah, there's probably going to be better options on the wire that didn't play this week. Yeah. So that's probably going to be what it boils down to. So uh, moving over to the wideouts, uh, lots of big-time wideouts here. I mean, Khalil Pimpleton didn't – he had three catches for 42 yards, but he had seven rushes for 108 and three <laughs> touchdowns. So weird stat line for Pimpleton, but he gets it done again. Uh, Jonathan Adams, 10 catches, 141 yards, and two touchdowns for Arkansas State. Garrett Wilson, of course. Seven for one sixty nine and two. Devonte Smith nine for one forty four and two. Rondell Moore fifteen for one sixteen through the air. Three rushes, twenty yards, and a score on the ground for him. So living up to that Paul Horning Award for sure. Uh, Calvin Austin for Memphis ten for one seventy three. Marlon Williams eight for ninety seven and two scores. David Bell for Purdue eight for one hundred four and two touchdowns for him. Jahan Dotson the lone bright spot for Penn State now that Pat Fairmuth is uh, out for the year. Eight for 139 and a score. Isaiah McCoy, someone's catching those from Crum. It's him. Six for 140 and a score. Romeo Dubs on this list again. Five for 133 and a score. Kadarius Tony, Six for 107 and a score. Uh, George Pickens, eight for 87 and a touchdown. And Traylon Burks had five for 90 and a score. So uh, big time guys here. Really happy to see Rondell Moore on this list because I was getting a little worried that we weren't going <laughs> to get to see him, but uh, he came back and they went right at him. Eighteen touches out the gate. Yeah, I mean that the he he probably is my favorite player in college football, Rondell Moore, and basically we haven't seen him in two years. Uh, it feels like in over a year uh, in, in real terms. So uh, great to see him back. It was kind of a surprise. Didn't really hear a lot of buzz, you know, leading up to the week, but about an hour before, before kickoff. Team. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, hey, Rondell Moore is out there. He's, he's uh, you know, going through going through warmups, going, you know, and, and so it was great to see, great to see him look like he, you know, uh, looked even better than I remember it at certain times. 
Uh, great to see him and David Bell on the field at the same time. Hopefully they'll both be able to stay healthy and, and continue to, to perform like this uh, the rest of the season because they're a ton of fun to watch. Garrett Wilson, really excited for him. I had him uh, ranked higher than Chris Olave in pretty much all my rankings coming into the year. feel pretty good about that. Olave is still you know performing week in and week out. But Garrett Wilson, I think, has been just a, a slight bit better and, and uh, got in the end zone a couple of times today, which was great to see. Marlon Williams has been on this list every single week, I think. Yeah. Uh, he spent a, a chunk of the second half on the sideline uh, after getting banged up a little bit, did return at the very end of the game, but something to, to keep an eye on. And also Trey Nixon uh, is back, uh, was able to play in this game. So hopefully he'll be fully healthy for, for UCF, but uh, something to watch there with Williams. They're playing USF rivalry game, but a uh, potential blowout. And so, you know, maybe maybe Williams might not play a ton if he is actually banged up. Uh, just something to keep an eye on. But, uh, you know, these these G5 big-time performers, McCoy, Dubs, uh, great, great to see those guys week in and week out. Calvin Austin's been on this list basically every time Memphis has played, which seems like once every three weeks, uh, unfortunately. But uh, great great to see those guys. And, and then some of these other, uh, you know, really highly drafted for the most part guys. George Pickens has been out a, a couple of weeks, uh, but was a, a big-time factor for JT Daniels today Get for Georgia. Get him a good quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And Traylon Burks has, has been great a couple of times. So, uh, you know, gr- great to see some of these – uh, players really perform and, and, you know, really excited for some of the guys like Rondell Moore, who we haven't seen very much in, in a long time, but but back performing uh, at, at a really, really high level this week. Now, there are uh, the opposite problem of what we had with running backs is going on with wideouts here. We have so many. Uh, Ty Freifogel for Indiana, seven for 218 and three. They're against Maryland. So him and Penix should be huge this week. Dwayne Eskridge for Western Michigan, four for 212 and three touchdowns, four catches and three scores. And they're playing against Northern Illinois, who you already mentioned is going to be a great matchup. Uh, Jermaine Burton for UGA, eight for 197 and two at South Carolina without those corners. Uh, DJ Turner for Pitt, 15 for 184 and a score at Clemson. Rough matchup, but. Uh, we need at least need to be looking for him next season as well. Uh, Kakoa Crawford for Cal, 10 for 141 and a touchdown in there against Stanford. Uh, Tyrese Ritchie for NIU, 11 for 108 and a score at Western Michigan. Uh, Juan Carlos Santana for Tulsa, 8 for 138, a touchdown, and the biggest pimp hat I've ever seen in my life <laughs> at Houston. That, that's so cool, that pimp hat that they have or whatever. I don't know what they call it. They probably don't call it a pimp hat at Tulsa, but it's uh, – <laughs> Big old, um, you know, it looked like a rain cap with a big, and it's blue with a gold belt around it. So it's got all those Tulsa colors with a huge red feather. So mm-hmm. it's velvet, cool. I think. Right, right. Velvet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't a pimp hat, but it's a pimp hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, Cornelius Johnson from Michigan. I mean, McNamara came in and looked great for Michigan. So a uh, five from 105 and two there against Penn State. Uh, Jalen Hall for Western Michigan, four for 110 and two. They're against uh, Northern Illinois again. Uh, Chris Pierce Jr. for Vandy, four for 97 and two against Tennessee. Uh, Jaden Wally for Mississippi State, seven for 115 in the score. They're at Ole Miss. Devin Williams for Oregon, six for 123 in a the score. They're at Oregon State. Uh, Trev- uh, Travis Graham Jr. 
uh, five for 72 and two versus Coastal Carolina. And, you know, if Marcel Barbie's out, looks like he's the guy stepping in here. Uh, Johannes Taylor or Tyler, excuse me, for Ball State, seven for 108 in the score. They're at Toledo. Jeff Foreman for Arkansas State, three for 148 in the score. Uh, the other guys on this list, I'm just going to read their names up. Xavier Hutchinson uh, for Iowa State. They're at Texas. Uh, Sam uh, or Josh Johnson for Tulsa, another guy. They're at Houston. Uh, Sam Pinckney for Georgia State's been on this list a couple weeks in a row. Five for 176 there against Georgia Southern. Tyler Sneed for ECU, three for 75 in a score. Uh, they are playing against Central Michigan. Uh, Khalil McLean for Troy, uh, six for 92 in a score. Uh, Deshaun Polk for Kent. Um, and then Kyle Phillips for UCLA. Tons of wideouts on this list. Who do you like uh, for championship week here? Uh, pretty much the the top uh, five guys on this list, I think, are pretty much your your best bet. Ty Fry Vogel came in a little banged up, but when you put up you know six catches, two hundred yards, three touchdowns against Ohio State, that is incredibly, incredibly impressive. Uh, going up against Maryland next week, who has had some COVID issues, who uh, you know has some defensive issues just already. I, I think that Fry Fogel is uh, emerging as one of the best receivers in in the Big Ten, and uh, continue to to sort of ride the wave. I think if if you can grab him, he's only ten percent owned. Uh, I think absolutely do it. Dwayne Eskridge could be a top ten. Uh, wide receiver nationally, and and his numbers are, are going up ownership wise, up to twenty five percent now. But if he's still out there, I mean, the guy if if he gets the ball, uh, you know, on a on a short bubble screen, can take it the you know take it the distance. He's just the fastest player on the field anytime he steps on a, a field against a MAC opponent, and you know we saw that with two hundred and twelve yards three touchdowns on just four catches. Uh, Burton at Georgia is is somebody to keep an eye on in the future. I I think that uh, I, I'm I, I think he's a, a decent ad this week against South Carolina. I don't like him as much as the other guys because there is George Perkins there because there is uh, or George Pickens, excuse me, because there is, you know, uh, Robertson and, and uh, uh, Kyrus Jackson. And also, you know, we don't necessarily know if JT Daniels will be able to, to put back-to-back performances like this. I think it's possible, but I think that Fry Fogel and Eskridge are just a little bit better options. Uh, DJ Turner, possibly as well. I know Clemson is a, a really, really rough matchup, obviously, but, you know, Pitt's probably going to be down big, even if they aren't. Kenny Pickett might throw it 60 times. And if Addison is out, 20 of those times might go DJ Turner's way. So yeah. we'll just have to see. This This is a, you know, 15 catches might it, it <laughs> might sound ridiculous to say he could do that next week. Maybe he will. I mean, that's what Addison keeps doing. I mean, you know, putting you know, up catches every week, like absolutely. a minimum of seven. And, and 180 yards might be tough. You know, it might be difficult to get in the end zone a couple of times against Clemson, but uh, the catches are probably going to be there. And then Kikoa Crawford at Cal, uh, pretty impressed with him. Um, I was also impressed with Nico, uh, uh, Re, the name uh, escapes me right at the moment, but a guy who had a, a couple of really long uh, kick returns. I come think. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, he looked really, really good 
in the return game. Unfortunately, they were uh, called back uh, a couple of big returns, but uh, Cal's got some decent receivers. So maybe I need to, to go back and reevaluate and at that, that Garber's uh, thought where I wasn't real high on him, but, but there's some potential there, but those five guys I think are, are pretty clearly the top five on this list. There certainly have been guys that pop up, have great games, uh, I might throw Xavier Hutchinson into that mix, the Iowa State receiver. He's with Tyreek Milton, who's been out the last few games, has emerged as the number one guy there, and they're going up against Houston, who uh, obviously you know we know has, has given up a lot of points in the past. Everybody else, uh, maybe with the possible example of Sam Pickney at Georgia State, everybody else is is uh, kind of boomer bust. Right, me, I think like Jaden Wally in Mississippi State. You know, this is the first time I've ever known, ever heard his name, and and so uh, Mississippi State. Yeah, somebody could put together this stat line week in and week out. We just don't know which guy it's going to be. I I don't think I can rely on it being Wally. You know, yeah. two weeks in a row and, and in a championship game, and that goes with with some of these other names as well. Certainly, you know, we could see these guys on the list. Uh, next week, we could see him on the list, you know, uh, great games later on this year or, or in other years. But I think that top five is uh, your best bet as far as somebody who we can rely on as a as a good bet to be able to, to put up the same sort of stat line next week. Uh, going to tight ends here. It's funny because uh, I, I, I just go down to usually 10 points, but there was enough this week to go down to 12. But even going down to 12, there's only one guy over 50% owned that had a good game here. It was Jake Ferguson for Wisconsin, seven catches for 58. So he had 12 points. So he 12.8. So he, he was right at the minimum. But there were so many other tight ends that had huge weeks. I mean, Kate Otten, I think, is probably going to be the number one guy on this list for Washington. A seven for 100 in the score. And they are playing at Washington State next week. Uh, Kamora Gamble. For Florida, three for 66, got in the end zone twice. For They're playing against Kentucky. So I'm not – is Pitts – Pitts might come back or is he still going to be out? Sounded like he might be back. But okay. I – so that that is something to monitor. But obviously Florida utilizes the tight end. So uh, yeah. Gamble's a name to know if he's going to be back in 2021. Pitts probably isn't. So uh, that, that certainly – uh, he, he looks like the guy to maybe be the heir apparent there. So, uh, certainly I think keep him in mind, but yeah, I, I agree with you that Otten is probably the best bet here. And then the next guy on the list is uh, pretty good yeah. as well. Isaiah likely for coastal Carolina three for one eighteen and a touchdown. He is 44% owned, So he's the highest on this list outside of Ferguson. Uh, but they're playing at Texas state and we just saw that game go 47, 45 versus Arkansas state. So he could be big again. Uh, Jack Tongas for uh, Cal had nine catches for 55 and a score. So another guy in that receiver core that, uh, you know, Chase Garbers is throwing to that uh, is pretty decent. Uh, uh, Leonard Taylor and Josh Wild, both for Cincinnati, had nice games. Six for 76 and a score for uh, Taylor there at Temple. Uh, Wild, five for 81 and one. Uh, Cole Turner's been on this list every week since we started, uh, since Nevada started playing. Uh, 30% owned, 8 for 50 in a score there at Hawaii. Uh, Tony Poljan showing up here. He's been boomer bust, but 5 for 77 in a score at Florida State. Uh, Hunter Camp Moyer for Oregon, 5 for 70 in a score there at Oregon State. Uh, Tegan Cortino 
uh, for Oregon State, four for 65 and a score there, of course, against Oregon. Uh, Greg Dolchich for UCLA, one of the few healthy guys on this team outside of Felton, four for 55 and a score versus U of A next week. Uh, Nick Eubanks for Michigan, uh, Payne Durham for Purdue, and a bunch of guys that you're not going to own. I mean, it's Otten, <laughs> right? It's Otten and Likely, right? I think it's Otten, it's Likely, and Cole Turner at Nevada. Uh, yeah. If if you're in the league that all three of those guys are, are taken for whatever reason, uh, take a look at Greg Dulcich uh, from yeah. UCLA. He's He's been really good. And, and uh, people were a little bit higher on Mike Martinez uh, from UCLA because he made Bruce Feldman's freaks list. Yeah. But Dulcich is been basically the go-to receiver. I mean, I know that that uh, they had a wide receiver on the uh, the the bottom Phillips on the bottom of the list for uh, wideouts, but Dulcich has been the most productive receiver for them so far this year, going up against Arizona, who gave up 44 points to Washington uh, this week. And that's that's a decent matchup. So uh, if you know, people beat you to the punch uh, for Otten or, or likely, uh, and you're you're in need. Take a look at Dulcich. Yeah, Tongas too for Cal. Uh, yeah. Nine catches. Not many tight ends out there getting nine catches. But that is going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the Saturday shows. We record these very very late, um, but not. There's still games going on. Uh, the USC and Utah game is still on right now, and Hawaii and Boise State is on right now as well. So uh, a little Pac-12 after dark action. feels like a normal Saturday, finally, again. So, uh, But that that will wrap it up for us. Good luck in your uh, matchups. Remember, you can hit us on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports for me, at CFB Winning Edge for Nick. Nick, tell everybody about the CFB Winning Edge uh, Patreon, if you would. That is killing it on the betting side. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, patreon.com slash CFB Winning Edge if uh, you're – uh, CFF season is over and uh, you're looking to make things interesting for the uh, last few uh, weeks of the season and then bowl season coming up. We do, uh, you know, projections for every single FBS versus FBS game, projected point spreads. Uh, we release them uh, basically as soon as the last game is done uh, each week. So you can get uh, those very opening lines if, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, and then we make updates for, uh, you know, all the injury news, all the COVID related whispers we hear. We try to incorporate those as quickly as we possibly can and keep those lines updated, those projections all week. Uh, and we've had a, a really, really good run recently and and then our bowl picks the last two years have been uh pretty incredible been our, our best week both or excuse me our best selection of games uh each of the last two years doesn't doesn't guarantee we'll do it again this year but uh it, it's been a, a pretty good track record for us so if you're interested in that sort of thing and then looking for something after the cff uh season is done please do check us out patreon.com slash cfb winning edge all right, that is going to wrap it up. Uh, remember, you can check out the ITL Army Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL Army, uh, where we have all kinds of stuff for you there. Uh, baseball, football, college football. we got basketball coming up. A lot of people have been asking us about it. Yes, we are going to have it, but we thought we were going to have an extra month. I, It's my fault. i got a lot of stuff going on uh, in my real life, so uh, it, it's it, – it's coming. I promise. We, we will have it as soon as humanly possible. And the real big three is going to come back as well with myself, Dan Vespers, and Jonas Nader. So uh, check that out if you would. And we will see you guys uh, later in the week. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>